As a family, we're messy, so we really don't know how this is going to play out. We're making it up as we go along. So I hope you're okay with that. If you want perfection, you won't find it anywhere. But that's all right. <laughs> Everyone got stuff set for Easter? You know, family maybe, catch-ups, food. Anyone bought chocolates? Did you know David Jones has got a half a kilo lint bunny? Like 500 grams for 38 bucks. Could you imagine how thick those ears would be? That would, that's, that's chocolate. So I know it's belated, but if you wanted to buy me anything, that you could consider that. If a couple of you want to put in a few dollars, I'm, I'm happy to wait. Why are you rubbing your tummy, Rob? Well, don't, know, don't exactly know what he means by that. <laughs> that um, video that we watched this morning, uh, I watched it during the week and I couldn't help but find myself actually experiencing and feeling some of the, mo the emotions that they were trying to portray for the characters that they were portraying. Um, and it totally, <laughs> totally left me undone. So for, the, for our guests here today that have never been, I cry a lot. That's that cool? Um, particularly on, on a day like today. But I watched that video and I just found myself constantly just weeping as I imagined being in those in that position, in that place. And I think often when we read the scripture, each and every one of us, we need to position ourselves into the lives of those people, yeah? <laughs> She's already started. <laughs> it's important that we position ourselves in the lives of those people because otherwise the words in the Bible are just words that are two-dimensional. And it's so much, so much, so much more than that, amen? So um, I, there is no order here, by the way. Yeah, let's just not ruin the keyboard. There's no order here, so whoever wants to jump in first, um, it's quarter past ten. I don't know, we've got 20 minutes, 25 minutes max, I figure. But we're just gonna, what I really desire and want from the four of you, for us, is to really share openly. I don't need theology, they don't need theology. Have enough of theology, religion. I, I've learnt more in doing life with people in this house than what I have in all of my Bible college and seminary years. Yeah, that, that stuff's great. Gives me knowledge that half of it's worthless because some people don't agree with it anyway. So it's important that we do life together and that's what I really want from you guys. So if you answer and I go like that, it means no deal. <laughs> it means I, I want something more. Yeah, dig, dig a little... No, I didn't tell you that on the phone. <laughs> but really simply, the first question is just this. What does Good Friday mean to you? And there's no order. Whoever wants to go first. I got it. You got it. Go for it. Um, when, yeah, when you think about Good Friday, it's kind of, I think what it means for me is it's, it's like a wedding anniversary in the sense that, um, you know, like I love Ross and we spend every day together and I think about... That would have its trials, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have a microphone? And, um, you know, and I, I think about what he would like and, you know, ways to make him happy, that sort of thing. And, and we do. We focus on Jesus every day. Yeah. So what makes Good Friday special? And it's more like that with the wedding anniversary, you draw back, you think about, um, you spend time together, you think about, you're sort of reminded of all the things that brought you together in the first place yeah. and you contemplate what's the next step. 
And so for me, it's like a deeper refocusing on Jesus. And, and for me, I love it when Good Friday's like this. It's cold, it's wet, because you're not tempted to go, oh, it's time to get out in the garden, or let's go here, or let's go there. It's like, yeah, it just seems to, to cement that refocusing for me, that okay. sort of internalizing. Yeah. All right, good. You can pass it along if you like. Oh, so she, will, she will have to answer, but she doesn't have to answer yet. <laughs> The first word when you asked me the other day was hope. Yeah. When I was saved in, where are we, 1993, I'd been raised in Anglican church, very religious, very high. And that hope was still head knowledge. There was still no heart. And I, a couple of years later I was given a word that he would take out my heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh because I'd locked it in. Life was too hard. Yeah. I'm going to go again. <laughs> and eventually I let Jesus in and the hope went to love and acceptance, um, forgiveness, belonging and when we were watching that video, I've done two hankies already this morning. <laughs> and the guy, he was playing the soldier. He said he looked at Jesus and he just put his hand there. And when I was saved in the 90s, there was this really old chorus. And he could have called 10,000 angels. But he stayed there. And it's the power that he rose. Yeah is the power that kept him there. And that's... The Father's love for us. Yeah. I can't imagine giving my girls away, but he did. I have moments with the boys. <laughs> oh, I understand that. <laughs> but it's not. To willingly say, you go die for everybody. Oh, yeah. I hear you. Nah. Nah. He's so big yeah. and so beautiful. Absolutely. And I'm going to. Good Friday and the cross talks to me about the love of God. Yeah. Um, and oh, and by it, the way, this is Chris, this is Pamela, this is Alison, <laughs> and that's Ben. And just by the way, for those that don't know them, <laughs> like it says in the scripture in Romans 5 8. God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, yeah, Christ died for us. Yeah. And it's a constant, it's a fact, it's a historical fact. So my emotions might go up and down, my thoughts might be all over the shop, but the love of God is expressed in the cross is a constant. And I can always look back, I can always look in the scripture, I can always picture in my mind the Son of God coming and dying for me. And it reminds me constantly, I'm loved, I'm accepted, I'm forgiven, I'm brought into his family. Uh, in First John, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should be called the sons of God, or the children, the sons and daughters of God. And so... No matter how my life's going, no matter the circumstances of life, 
I can always look at that. Then I think of Hebrews chapter 12. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and now he's sat down at the right hand of God. Well, what was that joy? In part, it was, he was going to be reunited with his Father in heaven. In part, he was going to be sitting on the throne of God beside his Father. But the joy was looking from his perspective ahead in time that all the people from every nation, tribe, tongue and people group that would believe in him, including us, including me. So the joy that was like the fuel for the journey of the horror of the cross was us, was me. And it's that love, that enduring love, that constant love that keeps me going no matter what I face in my life. Can I ask you a question before you um, hand the mic over? For, for those that don't know Chris, he's um, done some missionary work over in China years ago. Uh, what was it that captured your heart that would inspire you to go to a nation that was so anti-Christ? Because they haven't heard. Because we've got... I know they haven't heard, but what grabbed your heart? It's the call of God. It, it, it is his call. It is, it is in obedience. He gave everything for me in response. What can I do but give everything for him? And if he says, go somewhere, I go. Yeah. If he says, stay, I stay. Um, and so because they haven't had the, uh, the opportunity to hear of the hope that I have and the love that I have, I've got to give them that chance because it, as it says in Romans 10, how shall they hear unless there's a preacher and how shall a preacher go unless they're sent? So it's that calling and, and that sending yeah. in obedience to the one who gave everything for I, me. And I, I full well know that you understand the call and the sending, but I think I, I'm going to throw in there something that's a bit more personal for you. I think you nailed it when you said, he gave it all for me. And I reckon if we, if we were to dig a little bit deeper, it's that at its core that you know, all the scriptures are nice. We know that, and that's yes and amen. But the fact that that reality, he gave it all for you, how can I not yeah, give something back? Yeah, so I, I owe him big time, but I can never pay back the that's debt. Totally, absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. Good. And so how can, I, how can I say no to this man like the old song years ago said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a strong pull. It's true. Absolutely. Well, one thing that stood out to me this week thinking about it was thankfulness. Um, thankful that as we coming up to Good Friday and the weekend and thinking about what it means is that thankful for the sacrifice that he made so that through that like that unconditional love yeah. like if that didn't happen what is unconditional love what would that mean what does that look like for us in our lives um, how do you live out that unconditional love exactly you know? um, it's just something that jumped out and yeah. like I like it how you mentioned joy because that was on my mind as well it's like the joy that you get through that yeah. and going I know I can't be perfect but having that goal and but something close. to strive through yeah <laughs>
Well, Rachel would think that is perfect. Or do, oh, you know his flaws. <laughs> we should give her a mic. <laughs> yeah. So. That's cool. Um, over the years, how long have you been a Christian for? Believer for? I know you were brought up in a Christian home. Yeah. I would go as far as to say that most people, there comes a time within your inner self, as you move towards some form of maturity that you say, this is the real deal and God's real. Yeah. I'm not just in a Christian home. This is now my faith, not the faith of my parents. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that everyone has uh, a moment like that. So in the sense, looking back at Good Friday and what Jesus did for us, has, has there been a deepening of faith because of the, the unpacking of that truth within yourself? Yeah, I'd say for me it was probably um, after I graduated high school um, that next year, I think that's when I got baptised, um, and that for me was that step yeah. of owning my own faith, um, and then really the journey for me started there. Um, yeah. Thankful <laughs> yeah, for yeah. growing up in, the, in that um, lovely family um, and for the values that were instilled, but yeah, definitely that was me owning my own faith then. Well, when you think about Good Friday, some of the things that Good Friday gives us, the sacrifice gives us, one, it gives us a freedom to live out our life with God, but it gives us the ability to communicate with him. Because before that, like, hello, now we've got Holy Spirit. We can commune with God each and every day, every moment of the day. We can walk into the Holy of Holies. That, that is such a significant truth that we bypass. But if it wasn't for that piece of timber, you and I can't sit there in prayer knowing that he hears us just wasn't like that you know it wasn't like that in the old testament it wasn't like that for the israelites um, they didn't have that same comforter the same guide you know that same connection that you and i have adam and eve did certainly until they blew it you know but you and i are certainly set differently so, Pamela, how, how has Good Friday changed for you? Has it morphed? Has it changed? Yes. <laughs> how so? I'm asking the Holy Spirit to find the words for that. Okay, we'll wait. Oh, we could take a little Holy Spirit <laughs> be quick there. Um, I've been a believer for 30 years. Knew about Easter all my life. But it didn't really mean anything. Um, my birthday is mostly Easter every year. And today is my birthday again. And it's like your reflection then. And, and it's Good Friday and birthday. And, you know, Mel said to me, how do you feel? And it's like, I'm not excited about my birthday, but wow, it's Good Friday. Yeah. And it's like... I was in the worship and I was just rubbing my hand and it's like he put his hands out and stayed there when he didn't have to do it and that's I've never known unconditional love yeah. because we're flawed my mum and dad loved me I know that but it's Jesus that picks you up and wraps you up and 
You know, they talk about he was wrapped in the swaddling clothes as a, as a tiny one. And that's what he did for me. He has wrapped me in and said, we're going to get there. Yeah, come on. I'm going to put your feet on the ground and don't be embarrassed because you're crying. Because I put them in there. Yeah. And if my love can't come out in some way, what's the point? Yeah. It's just that overwhelming. I'd caused so much hurt with my own hard-heartedness. And then he put in his love. Yeah, come on. And it's that I listened to Ezra in church and this little baby's had so much happen to him. And you preach and he opens his mouth and here's little gorgeous Ezra. And he's in tongues. He, he's speaking to Jesus and he knows him already. But we lose that. Don't we? And it's like, don't. If he makes you a cry or a yeller or a jumper or a dancer or whatever, mm. hang on to it. But not a tambourine player ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a tambourine. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. Not to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, because when I, I, I think about Good Friday, I, I often think about lyrics of songs, you know. I, I know the scriptures, but I'm purposely staying away from every scripture because we all know that. And, and I think we need to find a place of connection where we actually connect with God. You know, so often, Ross, you talk about going out walking, you know, in the fields and asking God to show, for him to show you his beauty out, you know, it's out there. I look out in the field and I see stuff I want to kill, crush and destroy and poison, you know. Uh, we've got to find our way to connect with God and we're all different. And God speaks to us the way that we hear. We often say that. Um, but one of the lyrics of, of one of the songs that I love is, When I thought it was all lost, you saw me and you came to my defence. And this priceless gift you gave was not meant for me to hold. I want to waste it all on you. And for me, Good Friday... Over the, what am I, 52 now, so I got saved when I was 19, 20, so 30 odd, 30 odd years. There's become, a, for me, there's become this deepening of, I want to waste it all on you. I, I don't exactly know what that, that means, what that looks like, but all I know is that I, it, 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 it's, it's such a conundrum because you and I are so unworthy of the gift, yet because he chose us, and invested in us and sent his son, we are now worthy of the gift. He found us of worth, and so he sacrificed his son. And so I have this thing where I'm not worthy of what you've done for me. Like, I'm just not, you know? I have so much frailty, so many things. You know? Like, you just speak to my sons. I've got to gag them so that you don't find out all the struggles that I have, you know? But in that same breath, it's like, but somehow, in all of my mess, you found me worthy. And you still sent Jesus. That's why I love the, the words of that we, the song that we sang earlier. You know, I don't have to prove anything. Whatever they were, that was just, like, that's just the reality of it. There's room, you know, at the cross for me. Um, and that truth has 
continued to grow over time and it leaves me undone all the time when I actually rest in that because it's like, dang, it, it wasn't about me. What, what brought me to God was the thought that he died on a cross. This is, you know, I, I, I remember clearly the day I accepted Jesus. I was brought up Catholic, but the day I, I accepted Jesus, I was at an independent Pentecostal church. There was an altar call. And the sense that I had was there's this God that sent his son to die on a cross to bring me back into family, to talk with me, to communicate with me, to love me. And I have given him lip service and those around me lip service, I'm okay, I'm Catholic, but the reality that dawned on me was I don't know him. I've never stopped to talk to him. I've never actually thanked him. And over the years that has just continued to grow and push me to the wards where wow, this gift is, is not for me at all. This is way more than I could ever imagine, you know? Anyway. Emotionally, because I, I want to get into the emotions. I, I'm, I'm sick of churches that say emotions don't, don't fit with you know, theology and Christianity. For those that are watching at home, that sucks, stupid theology. Come and see me anytime. Um, we're made emotionally. That's how God makes us. Jesus himself wept. If that's not enough to say that he was moved emotionally, you know, sometimes the issue is life's tough, yeah? Life's hard. Life throws lemons at us. We can go through stuff. People can say things that are really mean and it makes no sense. And like you shared, Pamela, we harden our hearts. Yeah? And so very few things get through. Sometimes the birth of a baby. Sometimes the death of a loved one. Yeah, but we don't allow ourselves to feel anything and we don't even realise we're doing it. We've just hardened our hearts. But the reality of the cross is giving us a brand new heart. He's toiled that soil. We should be the softest people in the world. I'm not saying soft pushover. <laughs> I'm saying soft, connecting with God, being in touch with our emotions. Feminine, masculine, it doesn't matter, each and every one of us. If I hear another message of someone in the US saying that men don't like to sing, we don't like to sing girly songs, one, I'm going to slap them like the Godfather. And two, I'm going to introduce them to Europeans that love to sing, yeah, love to serenade, because there's a reality and a truth in that that we need to find. Yeah? So I, I want to say, I, I want to find out emotionally, what, are there moments that you've, you, you're left with no words? Are there, 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 are there moments when you're angry? Are there, are there moments that, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, it's changed the way that you, re, that you would act or react? You know, have you ever stopped to think, I, I know we should and I know we don't, you know, what would Jesus do in this moment? Because I, I think if we're to become more and more like Jesus with ever-increasing glory, there's some of the things that should be stirring in our hearts all the time. Thoughts? <laughs> I think, yeah, um, talking about stopping to think what Jesus would do, and that's just um, the whole thing of um, he loves everyone. Yeah. He doesn't just love me and my immediate family, he doesn't love just me and my church family, my work colleagues. He, he loves the dirty old man that comes into my store and he, and he loves the person that's just having a bit of a fluffy moment on the road in front of me and he, you know, he does love everyone. He loves the really, um, the ones that are trying to aggravate you because they're non-Christian and, 
and you know we we had a new girl at I brought in a new lass who's just finished training at work this week from somewhere else. It's the first time we'd met her. And we did a big morning tea yesterday and she's like, she's Indian. And she said to me, well, what's this all about? What's hot cross buns? And yeah. Jesus loves her. And, and I think that's that whole thing is to treat everybody with respect and, well, and the love of Jesus. And yeah, that's... If the cross says anything in the scripture that you shared before that we all know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, and then while we were still sinners, if you don't like the word sin, just replace it with while we were still living a life that separated us from God. Whatever it is that separates you from God, whatever it is that separates us from being able to communicate with God, yeah, he still died for us. So, yes, I love what you said because... People need to know that because of that, they belong, full stop. Yeah? It's easier to get into heaven than what it is to become a member of some churches. Yeah? Yeah? Like, seriously, it's like it, he, people need to know that they belong so that they can hear his message, so they can speak to his heart. It's not about changing a person's behaviour and once they act a particular way, then they belong in your house or in the church, or in the family of God. That's not how it works. He loves us regardless, warts and all. Yeah? If we're living a life that he's not happy with, he will take care of that. He will speak into that. It's not for us. <laughs> we're to love people, amen? Anyway, I love that. People have got to belong first. You can go. Okay. So She's not crying yet. Wait till she cries and give it back. Okay, no, we'll let you share. Don't worry. Sorry, Holy no, Spirit. No, Holy Spirit just gave me a reminder that in my hard-heartedness, I had a gutter gob. Yeah. I, a gutter gob. Yeah. I was the cruelest person you've ever heard speak. Can't see that, but amen for that. <laughs> then that's Jesus. Amen. I was in my laundry one Saturday morning, and my youngest child came in. She was an early teenager, and she was hard going. And I was giving her curry, like really horrible curry. My eldest it daughter... Did cook well? Oh, no. Sorry, no, no. couldn't help myself. My eldest daughter came in and she said, Mum, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just talking to Amy. And I could feel... And she said... You told Jesus a couple of weeks ago, I heard you, that if you were speaking like he didn't want you, he'd shut your mouth. And he did. Come on. Um, we're going to wrap it up in about four <laughs> minutes. Is that all right? About four minutes? I know we could talk all day. So you talked about emotions was the question for this part. So when I got saved, having grown up with this whole culture of boys don't cry, so therefore probably hadn't cried for six or eight years since I was 12 or something, bawled my eyes out on the beach at Torquay. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely just cried and cried and cried. Another e example of that, um, there's a period of time years ago when I really thought I'd blown it and, oh, God can't use me, I've just blown it too badly. And... I was at, at a different church, went forward at the altar. I felt the Holy Spirit say, my son, you've stumbled, you've fallen, you've wavered, you've got off track, but your heart has never departed from me. 
Yeah. And, I, and I was just undone. I was absolutely just undone, just bowling and bowling and bowling because the ultimate in the universe, the one who searches the hearts of people, he was saying, hey, you've, you've right. done all this stuff, but your heart is still with me. The, the other thing is, the, the work of the cross is about identity. And, and, and it's, it's about stability. It's about our value and our worth. So if the ultimate of the universe thought that I was good enough to die for, that I was worthy of dying for, who am I yeah, to say that I'm not? Amen. Absolutely. Very good. Emotions. It's, it's something that uh, I got from my mother and I'm very thankful for it. Not from your dad? Depends on the moment. <laughs> I've seen him. He can be a softie. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think for me, from when my journey really began, um, looking back through, especially my time, um, the last few years at school, so moving schools down here to Victoria, going to St. Pat's, um, bullying was a huge thing for me. Um, I've got club feet, so that's. Um, was something that I always lived with, but going to a new place was extremely difficult because you don't grow up. I didn't have the same people in my life. And so them learning what that meant, um, that never really happened. Um, Mount Clear was probably the safe place, um, definitely. But going through that and then finding my own journey um, looking back, it was something that really stood out to me was words and how powerful they can be. Um, it doesn't matter how you're feeling, um, the words that you speak can affect somebody else so much more. Um, one of the other lyrics of songs, and you guys can jump in anywhere here, by the way, just as we get ready to close up. Um, I, I love the particular lyrics of, of this song that says, Here I lay it down. Every bird and every crown, this is my surrender. Every lie and every doubt, and I will make room for you. And that, that song rings so true for me, particularly when I think about what Jesus did. You know, I want to make room for you. Um, I posted on social media this morning. I, I just want to thank him for the space and the place to be able to communicate. I want to abide in, in him. I want to be close to him. Um, and that is all possible because of that. Nothing else. You know, the fact that he was willing to sacrifice himself. Yes, the ultimate completion is two days away. We're not talking about that today. <laughs> but we know it's there. Hey, by the way, Easter Sunday, if you're not coming, you should. I think we've got five baptisms. By the way, 10 a.m. Wow. is the plague. Good. I know, only five baptisms. I won't even have to preach. How good's that? Awesome. I know, awesome. <laughs> But I do love those words, and I'll make room for you to do whatever you want to. You know, that for me is such a reality because of, because of Good Friday. Filled with gratitude? Can you express it? No, no. Can you actually express your gratitude to God? I know we try. I don't need that from <laughs> so Hold it for her. I think she's saying something. It's that song that I've got nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
can't find the words. Yeah. I'll raise an hallelujah. Yeah. It's but I've that's got nothing, not enough. Nothing that's fit for a king. That's right. Because this what you've given is so overwhelmingly yeah. wonderful. So what I have, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna worship you. It's life and life forever. Yeah. Amen. But but it's not being separated from Father. Come on. It's it's that he holds his arms out. Yeah. Jesus on the cross was sorry, Chris. <laughs> Mel says you need danger money with me in worship because you like to get hit in the face. <laughs> he was like that. There's nothing he could do. It was it was in Father's care. Yeah. But, Come on. But the the ultimate pain from Jesus is because of our sin on him, Father God had to turn away. Yeah. So his father turned from But he never turns away from us. No, because when he turned away from sin, it's who like, was he looking at? Think about that. He looks at uh, he sees Jesus when he and it's like what I know how horrible I've been. I know what I've done. But he doesn't see that. It's the whitest snow and the, all of those scriptures that yeah, I can't find yeah. any of right now. But it's that. I'd, I'd go even further, and, you know, just to be a heretic um, and say that when he, when he turns from us, when Jesus is carrying all our sin, all of our faults, all the stuff that separated us from him, it says that he turned to him, not because he didn't love his son, but because of the sin that he was carrying for us. My belief is when, when he turned around, he wasn't looking at his son Jesus in us. Because who lives in us? Yes, Jesus lives in us, but he lives in us through Holy Spirit. So when he turned around, because of the sin that was on his son, he turned around to look at us. I'm doing this for you. My son is being sacrificed because my eyes are on you. Yeah? You've got to understand that everything's resting upon him because I want you. Yeah? That for me, that's a thought that I love that I take to bed. Anyway, do you want to finish with anything, Chris? You're talking about thankfulness. So worship, is, one aspect of worship is here on yeah. a Sunday or in a meeting publicly and being exuberant and all that sort of stuff. But there's another thought that I had, which is there's a Hebrew word, tehillah, which means to worship God with a holy life yeah. or to be dedicated. And it's tehillah, not tequila. Yeah. yeah, well, it's probably not too much tequila <laughs> and a bit more tehillah. Um, so it's... Being dedicated, being set apart and being willing to be used by the Lord at all times yeah, during the week. Being yes and amen. You, anything you want to finish with? No? Ali, anything you want to finish with? I just think the gratitude is that um, because of a negative upbringing and then a negative thought process that I wouldn't be here if yeah. it wasn't for Jesus. You Come know, on. it keeps me here. None of us would be here if it wasn't for Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for worshipping. Uh, thanks for listening to us as we really just talked amongst ourselves and shared some of our hearts and thoughts. Um, enjoy your Good Friday. Enjoy your Easter weekend. Enjoy your Saturday. Please, if you're here, have a coffee, have a tea. If you're a guest, grab one of our free coffee cards. And let's just, if you've got to run, I understand. But if you don't, fellowship together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.